Hashem Salp, we are learning Saita Daf Yutes. We are starting the third Patek. The Mishnah continues. The husband, Rashi says, would take the Mincha of Sa'idim from his wife's hands. In other words, we previously learned that when the carbon Mincha is brought to the base Amigdosh, it's brought in a Kfifa Mitzris, and it's given to the Saita to hold in order to exhaust her. But now comes the time that the husband takes it from her. And let's already start the new Pedic with learning Rashi. Says the first Rashi on the third Pedic, who is the one that takes the Mincha from her hand? Rashi says, not the Koyin, Habal. The husband is the one that takes it. I Because from when on do we need to have a Kayan Dafka doing the Avaida? Only from the Kemitsa on. And really, as we learned in the previous Mishnah, is that before the Kemitsa Hagosha is done, adds Rashi that Vahagosha Nami Tchilas Kemitsi. That taking this basket, taking the Klishadis with the Mincha in it and touching it to the southern, western corner of the Mizbeach, that's considered the beginning of Kemitzah, She'ein Zorkar of La Mizbeach. A non-coin cannot even walk in that area. Avol Kiddush Keli, but taking the Mincha and putting it into the first Klishadis, and V'yitzika, and pouring oil on it, and Belila mixing the oil with the barley flour. Shetu'unay Shemen, Kosher Bazaar. And as the Mepharshim point out, this becomes very similar to Shechita, that Shechita, which is considered one of the first of the four Avoidas by the Avoida of a carbon, of an animal carbon. There are also Shechita's Kshayar Bazaar. So we have a beautiful corollary that by the Mincha, the beginning is done by the husband. So back in the Mishnah. So the husband is going to take the Mincha, Bitoich Kefifa Mitzris from out, he's taking out the barley flour from this very inexpensive palm basket, and the nice and he puts it in the first klishadis, and this actually gives this flower the kedusha saguf, and then the al yada, and then the husband will put the klishadis on his wife's hands. In other words, she's holding it from the from underneath, and the koyen maniach. And we add the word S in the Bach. And the coin puts his hands under it or under hers. And he waves it with her. In other words, the waving, which needs to be done by Karbanis, by Karbanis Shlamim and other Karbanis, as the Gemara is going to point out, is something that also needs to be done by a Karban Mincha, including the Mincha of Asaita. When it comes to waving a Karban, the waving is more or less the way we wave a lulav today. So we would wave the carbon in all of the directions. Who does the waving? Both the woman and the kain. Now, from the literal interpretation of the words that the kain puts his hands under hers, it seems, that he pushed he puts his hands under hers. There's a large discussion about this. How can that be? We're very careful for people of the opposite genders not to touch each other. One approach will be that Taka, they got an older coin if he was available. But the main point will be that since this is part of the Avoida and they are in the base of Migdash and it's for a short amount of time, there is no 
concern with the, with the Nagia. However, there are others who understand that the Kayin's hands don't go under her hands, but they go under the clay shadis, underneath the level where her hands are at. So when it says, it doesn't mean physically under her hands. You understand? Like she's holding a bowl over here. So the Kayin and the Klesharis goes lower. The Kayin will put his hands underneath that area. But he's going to put his hands directly on the Klesharis. Most people do not accept that interpretation. And they hold that the waving is done both by men and by women, by the owners putting their hands under that part that needs to be waved. In this case, the entire Klesharis is filled with the flower of the Mincha. And the Kayin puts his hand here under her hands. And he does the waving. Hey, Nif. After the waving, the Higish, as we learned before, he brings the bowl, the Klishadis, towards the southern, western corner of the Mizbeach. Kamatz, and then he takes off the Kemitsa. And here in the Mesodes Hashas, on the side, he adds the words, Malach. Then salt is put on the Kemitsa, the Hikter, and the, uh, and, and the Kemitsa is burnt on the fires on the Mizbeach. The hashar and the remaining part in the bowl, nechalakahanim, are eaten like ahanim, as kaihanim do by any other carbon mincha that's brought by a non kain. Says the Mishka, says the Mishnah, that really, first, the writing of the Megillah, the erasing of the Megillah, giving her to drink from those bitter waters were done first and only afterwards makreves menchasa. That is the opinion of the Tanakama. Rav Shemenoimer, the opposite. First, they used to offer the Kemitzah and only afterwards Hayamashka. And we'll see a lot more what's behind the Machlekes Tanakama and Rav Shemen and But here in the Mishnah, we quote from the middle of Pasik Chavav, that it says, after the Torah describes the whole Aveda of offering the Mincha, then the Torah says, Va'achar, and afterwards, Luchura, after the offering of the Mincha, Yashke Eso Isha Samaim, will the coin make the water drink the waters. However, even though Rab Shimon holds Makriv and then Mashke, that is the ideal order, nevertheless, Rab Shimon will hold that Im that if she drank the waters first and only the Achar only afterwards, was the Mincha brought, then Bidiyevit, it's going to be Ksheira, it's going to be Kasher, meaning the waters are going to work. Now, just to point out something interesting, if Mashke and then Makriv, just to have the right image, when will the water affect? whatever it needs to affect on the woman. If God forbid she's guilty, it's going to become a curse in her. It wouldn't happen, according to this opinion, after she finishes drinking the water. It's only going to happen after all of the procedure is done. And if mashke, v'chakach makriv, that would mean that only after the kemitzah was thrown on the mizbeach, then if she's guilty, will the water start to work? Or really, to word it more positively, the water also brings her a blessing. Maybe the blessing is not evidently seen as quick as the curse. But when will the waters bring her the blessing? Only after the mincha is brought. And when he says kshedah, he means it's kosher and the whole thing works. Okay, begins with the Gemara. First of all, <clears throat> Interesting expression. First of all, we said this not that long ago that the Amoira Rabbi Elazar is Rabbi Elazar ben Pedos. 
Now, there, there is a Rabbi Yoishio that is brought down in many Mishnayis and in Braises, who was a Tana. It's normally Rabbi Yoishio, Rabbi Yoinesen, Rabbi Yoinesen, Rabbi Yoishio. So Rashi explains the reason why the Gemara says that Rabbi Lazar spoke to Rabbi Yoishia, did the of his generation, to make it clear that this Rabbi Yoishia is not Rabbi Yoishia, the Tanon, which would have been much older than the Amayra Rabbi Lazar ben Pedas. Had that been the case, then the words that Rabbi Lazar used, we'll see, were sharp words, even though we're going to try to give it a nicer interpretation. He wouldn't have used a sharp expression to someone much older than him. But here, Rabbi Lozer asked the following to Rabbi Yosh of his generation. They were colleagues, so they spoke to each other in the following manner. Now, what did Rabbi Lozer say? He tells him, Do not sit down. Do not sit down. Until you, you Rabbi Yosh, will explain to me the following. How do we know that Wevik Bechlal is done by the Mincha Vesaita? We learned in the previous Mishnah that how the Mincha Vesaita is unique. Right? It doesn't have many other items that other menachas will have. It's not made from the same quality. It's inferior. Zumaisa behema. Karbana. Michael behema. How do you know waving is done? Now, just to give a little bit of a nicer interpretation and don't sit on your feet. Don't sit down until you tell me. Perhaps some of the Mepharshim explain, and this is something that we learned, I think, all the way in the beginning, that in the earlier generations, Sasson Shulchan People learn Torah only while they were standing. Until today, there's an Indian when the Torah is read in the, in the Beis HaKadnesses in Shul, people should stand. Because ideally, Torah should be learned standing. But at a certain point, people lost that type of Koyach, and they were allowed to sit down. Sometimes, for our people with this weakness, we have a greater ability to concentrate while we're sitting. But let's understand it that Fakert is acknowledging you, Rabbi Yoshia, you're from the greater generation. So before you sit down, I'm going to learn. I, the one who's asking the question, I'm a Shvacha person, I have the right to sit down. You please stand on your feet because I, you belong from that, that older, greater generation. But it's not that Rabbi Yoshia, it's the younger Rabbi Even though it's his colleague, still, this makes the interpretation more of a positive spin, unlike most others who interpreted that he was speaking to him in, a some, in some sort of sharp expression. You know, hey, you, don't sit down until you tell me. What kind of, what kind of talk is that? Now, the question is, how do you know that? So asks the Gemara, Minalon. the Gemara is questioning the questioner. You're asking such a question. It says clear in the Torah, the Torah says it's waved. Clarifies the Gemara, his question is, how do you know that the woman is also going to be waving? Because the Pasik here says, um, there, the Pasik here that uses the words speaks specifically about the Koyin, says the Gemara. Answers the Gemara, Taki here, we only speak about the Koyin waving, but there is a Gzeda Shava from the words Yad Yad from a carbon Shlamim, right by the Shlamim, the Chazei, the Shoik. And all of the parts of the carbon that are brought on the Mizbech is waved. There, the Torah, as we'll see, speaks about the owners. Sifach, it says over here, is the Pasik, etc. And he waves it. That's in this Pasik. And it says, by the carbon shlamim, yodav, tiviyano, that the owner's hands brings it, also meaning does the waving. So, makan, koyen, yod, yad, yad, just like in the Saita. 
the Torah speaks about the coin waving af lahalan coin, and in reverse, malahalan bailim afkan bailim. Oh, it's each one teaches for the other. Keitzad maniach yodi tachas yad habalim. Again, the coin puts his hands under the hands of the owners, and umenif, and together they do the waving. There's a very Hasidic shavart over here about the function of a coin, meaning of a rebbe. So on one hand, they had the Poilosh Hasidim, Tzadik Bemanosa Yichia, they felt that if you're connected to a Tzadik, all of the real hard work only has to be done by the Tzadik, and the Tzadik will inspire us. But it's his real work. So the word is, is that we have to put our hands under the keli. We have to do the waving. When we are doing our part, then the Kayan puts his hands under our hands and he helps us do even better. But it never takes away our responsibility to do our own avoida. Back in the Gemara. So we're quoting the Mishnah. Heinev, the Higish, Komatz, as we added the word maybe, Yomalach. And then the Mishnah says, Hoya what's the opinion of the Chachamim? First, the woman would drink the waters, and Vachakach Makrev, Esmen Chosan, only afterwards will the carbon Mincha be brought. Now, the, the way this is worded in the Mishnah is unusual, because the Mishnah went through great lengths to tell you exactly how the offering of the carbon Mincha Soita was brought. Many Mishnayas. The Mishnah never mentioned her drinking. So asks the Gemara, Ha'akreva. The Mishnah just spoke out about how the Mincha is brought. And afterwards the Mishnah mentions what she would drink, and then they would bring it. You know, it's why didn't the Mishnah speak about the drinking before in the Seder of the Mishnahis? So Hachi Ka'amar explains the Gemara, well, that's what the Mishnah meant. Say the Menachas Ketzad, if you want to know how the Mincha itself was brought, there are many steps to the bringing of the Mincha. Heinif, you have to have the waving, you have to have the, bring it towards the corner of the Mizbeach, you have to have the Kemitza, right? Really, as we learned before, another detail, that they would take all of the Levina and put it on top of the Kemitza. Then they would take salt and put it on top of the Kemitza, and then Vehikter. And Vahashar Nechalekahanim. And now the Mishnah wants to make it clear that all of these details that the Mishnah spoke out regarding the, the Mincha was not to tell you that the Mincha is done before the drinking. Ubahashka agufa. Now, when, as to when is the drinking done, pligit up shimen v'rabbanon, that the rabbanon hold mashkev achakach makrev, first she would drink it. Don't forget, drinking it means many things. It means that the coin would adjure her verbally. He would tell her the oath, and he would tell her the, the curse, and then he would write it all down, and then they, he would erase it, and then she would drink it, and then they would bring the carbon. And Abshemen holds the opposite. First, Makriv, Esmen Chasa, Vachakach Mashke. Again, Shinemar quoting from the Pasik, from the middle of Pasik Chavav, after the Torah writes about the carbon Mincha, then the Torah says, Vachar, and afterwards, Yashke, will she drink? What the Chachamim do with this? We'll see in a moment. Okay, now the Mishnah quotes, Ve'im Hishka, Vachakach Hikriv, Esmen Chasa. means even Abshemen, who holds that ideally, first, the carbon should be brought, if the order was reversed, Bidiyavid, it's going to be. It's going to function. It's going to be kosher and the waters are going to work. Let's turn to that few test Ahmed base. But before we read inside the Gemara, as we did to the, two Dafim ago, let's open up a Chumash. Pashit, when you have the Parsha in front of you, it's going to be very easy to follow the Gemara. Again, we're going in Chumash Bamidbar, Parsha Snasi, so it's Pedekei, and we're going to learn together inside four Psukim, Chavdalit, Chafei, Chavav, and Pasik Chavzain. And we're going to right away become aware of what's underlying the Machlekes, Rabbanon, and Abshimen. So reads Pasik Chav Dalit in the Chumashim, the Gutnik Chumashim, we go to page 886. 
towards the end of the page. It says the Chumash, Vehishka es ha'isha esmei hamarim hamarim. That the woman drinks, the Torah speaks about the woman drinking the bitter waters that cause curse. And if she's guilty, these waters that cause curse will go into her and they'll be bitter. Pasik Chafei, which comes after Pasik Chafdalit, then the Torah says, The coin is going to take from the hand of the woman, Ace, Minchas Hakenois, right? The Minch of Jealousies. There's going to be the waving. Here's the Pasik that implies here only the coin, but we have a, the Xeta Shava. And Vehikrev Oisas Alamazbech, and he. Brings it to the Mizbeach, Pasik Chavav. Then the Kemitzah is done, V'kometz HaKainas HaMina Minchas Askerosha. And the Kemitzah is brought on the Mizbeach. Mamash Gavah, clear. V'achar Yashke Esu Isha Samayim. And then the woman drinks the waters. So here you already see a contradiction. It was Pasik Chavdalid spoke about the woman drinking. Pasik Chavdalid is mentioned before the Torah speaks about the Hakrav of the Mincha. Pasik Chavav in middle, Mamash clear, at Kemitzah, then the drinking. And to top it off, to make it harder to understand, Pasek Chavzayin repeats for the third time. That the water drinks the waters. The, the woman drinks the waters. So really there are two issues here. One issue is, is it Chavdalet or is it Chavzayin? Pasek Chavdalet speaks about the woman drinking before the Mincha. Pasek Chavzayin repeats the same words after the Mincha. And number two, why did the trade in Pasek Chavav say again, That's the issue here. So let's read inside the Braise now. The Braise begins to explain the sheet of Rab Shimon. Again, Rab Shimon holds that Lechatchila Makriv and then Mashke. Let's get these words, right? The Chachonim are the ones who hold Mashke. The Braise begins asking Rab Shimon, why did the Pasik Chavdalid, why does Pasik Chavdalid say the words that Vehishka Eso Isha? Because according to Rav Shimon Chavra, the Iker, drinking, as we just learned, is from Pasuk Chavzayin. Because Rav Shimon takes it for granted that first comes the Mincha, and then she does the drinking. Rav Shimon has a good reason to do that. It, it makes sense. Because for her to drink, you have to erase Hashem's name. We're trying to avoid the erasure of Hashem's name. Which is why we learned in the previous Mishnah that they did many things to, to intimidate her, to try to get her to admit guilt, or at least to say, I'm innocent, but I'm not drinking. So why would they erase it earlier if you can erase it later? Anyways, the waters don't work until the end, until the mincha is brought. Okay, so Rab Shimon understands Chavzayin is the main Pasuk. Mincha, then the Mayim. I, Ma'at HaMadloimit in 24, Haloi Kfar Nemar already says in Pasuk 27, Vihishka. You know, that's an unusual price. Haloi Kfar Nemar normally would go, but here we're saying the opposite. Why do you have to say before if it already says it later? So for this, Rab Shimon explains, She'im nimcha Megillah nudin. That if the Megillah was erased, ve'oimeres e'ni shoyse, and she says, I don't want to drink, ma'adrenoisa, they force her, they make her gargle the water. Umashka oisa balkarcha divide rabakim. Says Rabbi Kiva, they force her to drink the water. Now, something is very important right now. This is something that we're going to clarify a little bit later, perhaps a little bit different later. At least according to this Braiso, if she says she's guilty, she'll not drink the water. 
When a woman says, I'm guilty, even if they already erased Hashem's name, if she's admitting guilt, they're not going to force her to drink. When does Rabbi Kiva say over here, this is important, that if she says, I'm not drinking, they force her to drink, that's when she's not admitting guilt. She's saying, I'm not guilty, but I'm afraid to drink. I don't want to drink. Now, when she says that before, gesundheit, hate. A woman has the right to say, I'm not guilty. I don't want to drink. Before the Shem Hashem was erased. And when that happens, the husband has to divorce her. She loses her ksuba, but she didn't admit her guilt. So when Abakiva says over here that the reason why the Pasuk Chav Dalet said, Vehishka Esa because it's Gavaldik. Look before Pasuk Chav Dalet. What does it say in the Chumash before? What's Pasuk Chav Gimel? That Vekasev is Ha'olis Ha'ela. Ha'kayin. That the Kayin writes it. Umachar El And he erases it. So the Torah is telling you that once it's erased, Vehishka Esa you force her to drink it. Now Rab Shimon accepts not all the details of Rabbi Kiva, especially not according to this Braisa, but at least accepts this principle that Pasik Chavzayin is the main Pasik. That's the key. It's very simple. In other words, the order has to be Makriv. First the Torah speaks about the Mincha, and then in Chavzayin the Torah says she drinks. Rabbi Shimon adds something that Rabbi Kiva never addressed. Rabbi Kiva only addressed Chavzayin, Chavdalad, which is the Iker, and if, you, if it's in Chav Zayin, why, why does it say in Chav Dalet? So to teach this is Din. But the question is in Pasuk Chavav. In the middle of Pasuk Chavav, the Torah says, Vaitid, Va'achar yashke esu ishos hamoyim. Why do we have that? Rav Shimon HaMinah Va'achar yashke ma'atamud lo'evin in Pasuk 26. Va'aloi kvar ne'emar, Ve'hishken Pasuk 27. And according to Rav Shimon, like Rabbi Kiva, the Ve'hishka of Pasuk Chav Zayin is the main one. Elo. Va'achar. It's to teach you, like Rashi speaks out, Rashi is somewhere in the middle of the Amid. Va'achar means, Achar kol hamaisim kulam hamurim lamayla. Uma omar lamayla, what do we have written before Pasuk 26? Hashavua. That's important. In other words, in the drinking of the waters itself, there is an order. And what is the water? First, there has to be, like we said, there has to be the, the, the verbal, the coin giving her the shvua, that she's not guilty. And then the shvua's ha'ala, the oath of the curse, that if she is guilty, she's accepting upon herself the curse. And after that is done, you have the ksiva. After you have the ksiva with the pratim, with all the ksiva together, then you have the mechika. Then, Rab Shimon, like Rabbi Kiva, the whole seder of the haktara, of the carbon, and only afterwards will you have her drink the waters. So that's why the Torah says that everything that was written in the parsha before the drinking has to happen, including not only the haktara, lachatchila, but the shvua, the writing, the erasing. Rabbi Shimon did not make a statement about this right now. L'chayra, l'chayra, he'll agree to it, but we'll see that in a moment. Magid. So from here we see, Gimel, l'chayra, Magid means from the word, Va'achar yashke, from Pasik Chavav. You see, Gimel, Dvar, Ma'ak, from Ba'am. That there are three dinim, that are Ma'akev, means that they are essential. That means if one of, any one of the three are missing, it won't work. Number one, actually, Karav HaKaymitz, the Kemitzah has to be brought. It's not enough that they were Mekadoshet and the Kleisharetz. No, there were many steps. It's not enough that they also did the Hagosha. 
they did the hagasha, she can drink. No, 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 no. That everything has to be done all the way until the end of the mincha. The end of the mincha is not when the kahana meet it. The end of the mincha is, is when the kmitza is thrown on the fire. That's number one. Number two, she can only drink the water at Shaloy Nimcha Kamigila. She can only drink the waters after the Megillah was erased in the water. Now, on this, the obvious question is, of course. If you didn't erase the Megillah in the water, of course she can't drink it. Why did it even have to say it? The Gemara is going to ask it in a moment. And number three, that she has to say Amen, right? We learned Amen, Amen in the Mishnah, Amen Allah Shua, Amen Allah Allah. And if she didn't do the Shvua before she drank the waters, if she took the oath after she drank the waters, it will not work. So now the Gemara goes through these three. Number one, when you said that actually first the Kamitza has to be brought, explains the Gemara that this is Rab Shimon Letaime, not like the Chachamim, the Omar Rab Shimon is the one that holds, Taka like Rabbi Kiva, the Omar first, Makriv, and the Pasik Chavzayin is the main Pasik. That's the Seder, Mincha, and then afterwards she drinks. Now, Quoting the number two, actually, asks the Gemara, Elamai Mashkala. Of course, you have to tell me a din. There are three things that are essential. It's almost as if you say, for it to drink, there has to be water in the cup. Of course, there has to be water in the cup, and you have to have those parshias, those psukim, erased in the waters. So Ravashi clarified what, the, what, what these words mean to teach us. What will happen if the Megillah was poured into the water? And most of the letters were erased. But there is still some imprint on the parchment. And Taka, when we learn the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, why do we have to use the yoy? Because the yoy, the, the ink that we used when we write Stam, it has the quality that it erases easily. But even there, if you put it in the water for one or two seconds, if you don't leave it there enough time, some of the letters will stay on the parchment. And this is what he means to say. You have to erase all of the letters in the water. No... Reishem can be left on the parchment. Clear. Number three, that the waters will not work. First, she has to say Amen. She has to take upon herself the oath. Asks the Gemara, You know, this Bryce is speaking about when she drinks. So when you're telling me that there are Gimel Devada Ma'akvim to drinking, it's mashma, that she can only drink it after she said Amen. But can you write it before she says Amen? That also not. If it was even written before the Kain spoke out to her, the Psukim, as we learned before, the waters will not work. Now, the Gemara is not challenging the fact that she can only drink it after she's Makabal the Shua. The question is, why was it put in this, in this, in this Braisa? This Braisa is speaking about Makriv or Mashke, which one comes first? And the Braisa is speaking about why the Torah says in Pasik Chavav the words, Va'achar Yashke. So this is not from Va'achar Yashke, because the saying Amen is not Amen, she can drink Amen, and now you can write it. So the Gemara says, Enochanami, Kedi Nazbo, that this was mentioned unnecessarily connected to here. The din is correct. She has to say the shvua, she has to be makabal shvua, and only afterwards she would work. But this is not learned from Pasuk Chavav. Pasuk Chavav is speaking about, according to Rav Shimon, the other, the first, and the last din that he mentioned. Good. So now the bottom line is, 
You have a Pasuk Chav Dalet. You have a Pasuk Chav Zayin. Pasuk Chav Dalet is written before Chav Zayin. So ask the Gemara about Michael Miflegi. What's underlying the Machlech is Chachamim, the Tanakam and Abshimim. So the Gemara says... I don't understand the difference between Abshimim and Rabbi Akiva. We'll speak about it in a moment. There are nuanced differences. We'll speak it out in a moment. Tulase Kuroi Ksiva. There are two main dinim that they differ in. Three psukim are written in the parsha. There's the Vehishka Kama. We'll call this Pasik Chavdalit. Yeah, we have the Chumash open just for people who are listening online. You look in the Chumash, it becomes easy. Va'achar Yashke, that's in Pasik Chavav. And then Vehishka Basra from Pasik Chavzayin. Right? Pasik 24, Mamish, three times. Pasik 26 in middle, and Pasik 27. Then Abonan hold Vehishka Kama Lugufai. The say that it makes sense, the first time the trader says the coin makes her drink, that is when she drinks. That Pasuk is written before the Mincha is written. Shemashke va'achar kach makreves minchasa. Good. Va'achar yashke mi Why did the Tzadik repeat it? He's going on to say that in the middle of Pasuk Chavav, the middle of Pasuk 26, to teach you the din, that he can only make her drink after all of the Megillah is erased, as we just learned. Ah, v'hishka basra. Why does the Torah repeat again on Chavzayin that she drinks to teach you that she'im nimcha ka Megillah? That if the Megillah was erased, and vo'emeres eni shoysen, she says, I don't want to drink. And again, to make it clear, She's not saying I'm guilty. She's saying I'm innocent, but I don't want to drink. When a woman says I am guilty, I committed adultery, we never force her to drink the waters. Even after it got erased. erased. But here she's saying I'm innocent. But too late. If you didn't want to, don't why did you have Hashem's name get erased? So here my They force her to drink the waters. Good. Holds the opposite. Rav Shimon holds va'achar yashke legufai. Pasuk chavdalad will see so what it's used for. After the Torah writes in pasuk chavay in the first half of pasuk chavav that the mincha is done. That's the seder mincha, and then va'achar yashke. So pasuk chavav teaches you makriv lachatchila mashke. Shemakriv zuchaza va'achar mashke. Ay vehishka kama. That's only to teach you that if you reverse the order, even though because of the words like we learned out on Rashi, this is the way it needs to be done. You got to follow the order. But the Torah itself makes an exception in, only in this case that if she drank the waters before you brought the mincha, it's kosher, meaning it's going to work. But again, she'll drink the waters. Let's say she's guilty, nothing is going to happen to her. The moment they put the, the kamitz on the fire, now the waters will start working. Now, why did the Torah say again in Chavzayin that she drinks? To teach you this then now. Why, did the, why didn't the Rabbanah learn like Rab Shimon? It's obvious. Because if Pasuk Chavdalud is only to teach you that Bidi Eved, if she drank before the mincha was brought, it's still valid. Says the Rabbanan, It doesn't make sense that when the trader introduces for the first time that she drinks, it's speaking about a case where they did not do the order properly, but it's still good. You don't begin that way. It's such a good point that the kasha is on Abshimen. So how can Abshimen learn pshat that the first time the trader says she drinks, it wrote it in a place only of Bidi Evet, 
So many people explain that Rav Shimon, we just had this recently, is Dorash Tama Dekra. That when it comes to the Chumash, there is the reading, and then we try to understand as much as we could. Rav Shimon always understood, he, he gave credibility to the interpretation, to the explanation behind the Psukim. Like we spoke on just recently, the classical case by the Almana, that Rav Shimon holds that if the Almana is rich, even though the trader says don't take a guarantee from a widow, Rav Shimon says that's only if it's a guarantee that you have to return to her every night or every morning, so people are going to suspect there's a man coming to her house the whole time, who knows what they're doing. But whenever the widow was wealthy, since he's doidish tamadikra, you're allowed to take a, a security from a widow. No, it's he allows the interpretation to reinterpret psukim. According to Rav Shimon, it makes a lot more sense that the last thing we do is you drink the water. Because we're trying to prevent Hashem's name of getting erased. We tire her, we intimidate her. And it was common that at some point the woman says, I don't want to drink. So leave that for the end. So because the time, it makes sense to leave it at the end, so he's doidish, he allows himself to interpret that the trader can be pasach in a bidiyevet. Vaitin in the Gemara. Yeah, but he still believes in the, in the, in the fact that he forced her, but then she says she's not doing it. He believes you're forced. So now we'll see one of the differences between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon. Frek, the Gemara, v'sova, Rabbi Kiva. Right? That's how we began in the Braisa. Right? The Braisa began not like Shimon, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva learned that why did the Pasuk write in, in Pasuk Chavdalid? In Pasuk Chavdalid, that she drinks, not the way Rabbi Shimon explained, which is that Bidiyevit is good. Right? Rabbi Kiva learned that Pasuk Chavdalid, there's no Bidiyevit, Danny. That's one of the differences. Rabbi Kiva holds, you can't reverse the order. Chavdalad is written after Chav Gimel. In Pasuk Chav Gimel it says, V'chasav is ha'oli so'elah ko'ayim ba'sefer. So the Torah says, once they wrote it, they make her drink it. That's, that's the Seder. So asks the Gemara, that's the first, that's the top of the Amit. V'savad ha'bakiva mashkin o'isam ba'kacha. V'hatanya, not so simple. And we'll see that the not so simple is going to stay at the end. That there's going to be two versions as to what Rabbi Kiva held. The differences are not as big as they appear. We learn, well, let's read it. Vatayim, we learn Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Kalbus shall barzel, there was some sort of iron crescent, some sort of curved metal rod that Matilan that they would insert in her mouth. When because if after the Megillah was erased and she's saying, I'm not drinking, I'm not guilty, I'm not drinking, they would force her to drink it. Okay, so far we learned this already. Comes and he disagrees with this. And listen to why he disagrees with it. Why does a woman drink the waters? To find out whether she's innocent or whether she's guilty. And as we keep on speaking out, that if she says, I am guilty, even though they erased it, they will not force her to drink it. Rabbi Kiva holds that when a woman says, I don't want to drink it, that is tantamount of her admitting guilt. Why doesn't she want to drink it? And you look inside the Rashi. Rashi says, Rabbi Kiva understands that her saying, I don't want to drink, means I'm guilty. And if she says she's guilty, they don't make her drink. She's like a guilt. Ella, now here's the challenge. So first of all, here's the stira. In other words, here, Rabbi Kiva says, we never force her. Pastor Shain the stira. On top of Yutes Ahmed Beis, on top of the Ahmed, Rabbi Kiva holds, 
that uh, you force him. But before we reconcile that, this second b'risa itself, after Rabbi Kiva says, if she's saying, I'm not drinking, look, he almost contradicts himself. If the kibitza was not yet brought, also on the kibitza. So then then she can say, I don't want to drink. But the ones the kibitza is brought, then she cannot, she cannot say, I'm not drinking. Now, mitamol, mitamol, you force her. No, it's, it seems like the mechika. No, oh, oh, one second. That's the question. What is Rabbi Kiva saying? So, the, so says the Gemara, one second. Let's assume that this b'raisa is the way you understand it, which is not clear yet. So you're making a contradiction from the ratio of the second b'raisa with the first b'raisa on top of the Ahmed. Before we reconcile the contradiction, the second b'raisa doesn't make sense. Sometimes when you say the Gemara means to say this b'raisa must be a mistaken b'raisa. There was some type of corruption in it. We don't have the words correctly. It doesn't make sense. But Rabbi Kiva is saying that there is the concept of forcing her. Okay, the trigger is the kmitza. Okay, but why? Didn't Rabbi Kiva just say that whenever a woman claims, I don't want to drink, she's basically saying, I'm guilty. It's worse. She's not being shaysik. She's shouting, I don't want to drink. In other words, that's as if she's my damn guilty. So, uh, so on this, the Gemara says, the answer on this will answer the contradiction. Like Hashem. Hom. No, it's the part where the, the Seifa of the Braisa, where Rabbi Kiva says, Kimitza is some sort of trigger. And if the woman, after the Kimitza, says, I don't want to drink, they would force her to drink, is only speaking about that that she says, I don't want to drink, and she's very agitated, she's very nervous. Look at this logic. The top raisa, the top raisa meaning the ratio of this raisa, where Rabbi Kiva says that wherever, whenever she says, I don't want to drink, that's tantamount to her admitting guilt. You know when we say that? That she's changing her mind and she appears to be cool. She's healthy. She's good. So what's the logic? If a woman is calm the whole time and at a given point she says, I'm not drinking. The Rakiva understands that she for sure from the beginning already decided, I'm going to say I'm not drinking. So she was calm the whole time. She was never planning to drink. And she thought that she can... Uh, Say at, a, at any given point, I'm not drinking. And Rabbi Kiva accepts it. Why was she cool? And why was she planning from the beginning to say she's not drinking? Because she's guilty. It's interesting psychology. So in the mo- if a woman is calm the whole time, and at any given point, even after the mechika, even after the kmitza, after anything, she says, I'm, I'm not guilty, but I don't want to drink, that is tantamount to the main guilt. Because if she was ever planning to drink, and now she changed her mind, you would notice it on her. Why did she change her mind? Because there was some type of fear. So why wasn't she nervous? Is the haraya, she was never planning to drink. Why was she never planning to drink? A woman that's innocent, it makes a lot of sense. A woman is innocent. She plans to drink, but they intimidate her. And by the way, she's not that innocent. She had theater with someone. So it, it makes a lot of sense that even when she's innocent, she should become afraid to drink. What doesn't make sense 
is why she's so calm. Only because she was never planning to drink. Why was she never planning to drink? Because she's guilty. So when a woman admits, when a woman says, I'm not drinking, and she's calm the whole time, Rabbi Kiva says she is admitting her guilt. Don't you, once you admit, no, you can't say the other way. No, 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 no. It seems this is the way. To, but she would drink. But she would drink. And more than that, if she didn't plan to drink from the beginning, why didn't she say that in the beginning? The concept of I'm drinking, I'm drinking, then, then that, it makes so much sense. I get more nervous, more nervous. It's about to happen. And who knows what's going to happen. And it's like magical waters. You know what? Yeah, I don't need this. I don't need this. That makes a lot more sense. The calmness is very concerning. And we'll get more to that on the top. And And now let's clarify the second b'raisa. Whenever the woman is calm, she's cool, at any point when she says, I am not drinking, I'm innocent. But I'm not drinking, even if the, if the Hashem's name was erased, even if the Kemitah was brought, at any point, the din will be klal v'klal loy shasya. She will never be forced to drink. It, saying eini shaysa means, like Rashi says, temeyani. But nachmaz resiso, when the woman is agitated, when she's nervous. So here we say like this, actually karavar kaimetz. Before the kemitza was done. And now look how the Gemara is trying to reconcile b'raisa 2 with b'raisa 1. On top of the Ahmed, what was the key? What was the trigger? On top of the Ahmed, mechika. That was the contradiction. What does it say in Braisa number two? Kemitza. So the Gemara clarifies that actually Karavak Kaimitz. And according to Rabbi Kiva, what comes first? Makriv and then Mashka. So before the Kemitza was brought, that for sure means, according to Rabbi Kiva, like Rabbi Shimon, that you didn't erase it yet. So it's really all about the Mechika. Before the Kemitza was brought, since Mashka comes after Makriv, that means they didn't erase it yet. And even if Bidiyevid, now here you go, Danny. We're saying that according to Rabbi Kiva, like Rab Shimon, Bidiyevid, you can reverse the order, but that is Shaloikidin Ovid Kahanim, the Machaki. Since the Kahanim were the ones that made the mistake, so here we give her off, we take her off the hook. Again, she's nervous, so we don't know if she's guilty or not. I, Hashem's name was erased, it shouldn't have been erased. Because first should have been the Haktara, and only afterwards, the Ksiva and the Mechika. So, Matzi Hadra. But if, Mishikara Vakaymetz. We don't force her to drink. But when it says in the second Braisa that if the Kemitza was brought, the Ovid, the Bedin Ovid Kahanim, the Machaki. So, really, the Kemitza is not the trigger. We're trying to squeeze in that. Yotazoi. But that the Gemara is not happy with that because at the end of the day, if the only trigger is, is just the racing of the scroll, why didn't Rabbi Kiva say that? So look on that on the top, but still Kasha the Rabbi Kiva the Rabbi Kiva. Because Hasim over there in the first Braisa, Omar, the words that Rabbi Kiva used in the Braisa was that Mechika Ma'akva. The Mechika is the trigger. And Vahachi over here in the second Braisa, Kemitza Ma'akiv. Now, true, like we said, that if the Mechika, Danny, was before the Kemitza, since they did it out of the order, they will not make her drink. So it's both together. But even if it's both together, what's the key? The key, according to the first Braisa, it appears to be, is the erasing, not the Kemitza. Why do we mention the Kemitza? Answers the Gemara, Trey Tanoi, Rabbi Kiva, and Achanami. 
There's a machlekes as to what Rabbi Kiva holds. According to the first brais on top, we don't care about the kemitzah. In other words, even if they did it shalaykedin, even if they reversed the orders, if they erased it before they brought the carbon, if they erased it, she cannot say, I'm not drinking. If she's saying that she's innocent, again. According to the second b'raisa, if they erased it before they brought the mincha, shalaykedin, even though they erased it, Rabbi Kiva still held, she's not forced to drink. This boy is going to go according to Rabbi Kiva. That Amra Eini Shoisa Machmas Briyusam. All right, what did we learn? We learned this concept of Resisa and Briyusa in the second Raisa. Machlekes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Kiva, according to Rabbi Yehuda, a Saita's refusal to drink doesn't mean she's saying, I'm guilty. But according to Rabbi Kiva, when a woman says, I'm not drinking, and she's very calm the whole time, how did we interpret her claiming, I'm not drinking, I'm guilty? What happens if later she says, I am drinking? Now let's go back before we do this. What happens if a woman says, I'm guilty? Can she later say, no, I want to go through the procedure? They're not. Once a woman admits that I committed adultery at any point in the procedure, there's no more saita. She can't turn around later and say, you know what? Let me drink the waters. Now, here she never said the words, I'm guilty. Rabbi Kiva is the one that's interpreting, putting together. She's calm, and she changed her mind. Why did she change her mind? She must have, from the beginning, already decided not to drink. Maybe she was hoping, for other reasons, something wouldn't have gone through. But now that she saw it's coming to a point, she says, Eini Shaisa. So now, Mahu Kivan Dominin, Eini Shaisa, the way we explained according to Rabbi Kiva. And the Kivan, the Ichzik Nafsha Batuma, now that she already said, I am guilty, then the Din is Loi Matsi Hadraba. She cannot take that back, which is Taka the Din. If a woman says, I'm Tameh, you can't make her drink. Even if she says, I was kidding, the husband wants her to drink, she wants to drink, too late. You admitted guilt. Ideal more, maybe, don't forget, she never said Tameyani. This is just a psychological interpretation. And maybe, let's read it inside, now that she says, I'm drinking, how do you know that she was calm? Because she looked calm. How many people do we know that on the outside they can appear to be calm, if they're cool, calm, and collected, and inside they're very nervous? The fact that she's going back and forth shows that there is an internal struggle in her. Maybe she was nervous the whole time. And if she was nervous the whole time and she said, I'm not drinking, that's not tantamount to admitting guilt. Take him. Let's just conclude. Amar Abu Shmuel, the father of Shmuel says, that before she would drink the waters, before you would even erase Hashem's name in the waters, you would put some type of substance that would make the waters very bitter. Maitama, because the Amar Krad says in the Pasik, may Hamarim, that they would erase it in the bitter waters. Not that it's bitter because it's going to make her die if she's guilty. That it was erased in bitter waters, meaning Shemar and Kvar. The waters were already bitter. Now, why did the Torah command us, give us a mitzvah, to add some type of bitter substance to make the waters very bitter? There are many opinions. It's nice to know that some Sefer says a good word. He says like this, that the fear here is that this, if woman, the woman can be guilty, if anything was not done properly, the waters will not work. 
this water could be, you can say, is being used part of, part of an Avaida. Anything that's being used in an Avaida, if the waters are Tomei, then it's no longer qualified to be used in a Avaida. The woman might be a Nida and not tell anyone. And she's the one holding the waters. And when she touches the waters, the waters are going to become Tomei. And maybe if the waters are Tomei, they won't work. However, if the waters are so bitter, for sure that it, I'm going to the extreme, that if it's not even Roy Lachilas Kelev or Lashesias Kelev, then it's not halachically considered water. And she cannot be metamit. And this is to make sure that the waters. How would it work? How would, how would she, she drinks, they make her drink bitter waters. Doesn't matter. No, it's not called water that can become tummy. It depends how bitter. Anyway, that's a word. Other people say that it's, it's to make the miracle greater because let's think positive. If she's innocent, what will the waters do to her? It's going to give her tremendous brachas. So they wanted to make it clear that the brachas that she's getting is not from the waters, it's from Hashem. The waters are bitter, very bitter. And on the other hand, if she's guilty, that's part of the punishment that she's, so to say, forced to drink very bitter waters. And it's Hashem to be continued tomorrow.